The following audio is from the Grove Church Snohomish campus. For more information about our church or to listen to previous sermons, check out our website at grove.church. One of the people in this room, whether it be today or throughout this past 15, 16 month window, if you are a part of serving in any capacity, both now and then or currently, we're going to get loud, really loud when you stand because you are the ones that have made this church happen. And so if that's you today, you currently serve or have served or done anything to make this church happen, would you please stand to your feet? We want to thank you and celebrate you. Yeah, come on. Stay standing. Yes. Yes. As you, as, you, as you sit back down, I wanted to say one thing to you who have really made our church happen, even to my man Ryan in the back running lights. Honestly, we could not have done this without you. We could have not done this without your time, your sacrifice, your encouragement, your prayers. And just on behalf of our church, I want to say thank you to you who serve willingly, who get up early and stay late, who tear down, who invest in our kids, who shows our kids Christ. I mean, it takes an army to make this church happen. And I want to say thank you to every single one of you for everything you've done to make this first year happen. As Pastor Nick said, um, it's just awesome to be a part of the Grove Church and be on staff with this church now, a little over 10 years. And uh, I, I do want to take a moment and just thank my pastors once again. I don't know if they stepped out of the room or not, but I want to thank them. Oh, here you go. I want to thank them again because, as Heather said, um, I have operated and lived my life as a person always under authority, and uh, their leadership has just been tremendous in my life. And I would... Love you too, man. <laughs> oh. Yeah, whoa, hey, hey, hey there. You crossed the line, Chris Gordon. All right, I'm good now. Thanks a lot, Chris. Seriously, thank you guys. Love you guys so, so much. I'm a little emotional today. Lydia starts preschool tomorrow. This is a big deal in our family. So lots going on. But hey, here, here's what we're going to do today. We're going to do something a little bit different. If you're new, you came on a unique day because we're celebrating. And so normally I would yell at you for 30 minutes, but today it's going to be a little bit different. I'm only going to yell at you for about 12 minutes. And then you're going to hear from some people um, that really have been affected by our church and what God's done in their life. And I think that's the most important thing that we're going to celebrate today. What I want to do today, though, is just kind of bring you along on the story of how this 
came to be. And I think it's a story worth telling over and over again, because maybe it's a story for you in this room, and maybe you've heard this story, and, and you're like, oh, I heard that that's kind of how this happened. Or maybe you were a part of that story, and so you're like, yeah, I remember when you said that, and this and that. Or maybe you're brand new today, and you're like, how did this thing even come to be? And uh, what, what happened? And so I wanted to share the story, a little bit of some history uh, with you guys today. As Nick and Heather mentioned, Man and I have been on staff at the Grove now for over 10 years, and uh, I was only 23 years old at the Marysville campus. I got hired as a youth pastor. I had grown up in that church, uh, raised in a Christ-centered home. My mom and dad were pastors, and we started a church in our home in Marysville, Washington, moving from uh, Southern California when I was eight years old, not knowing a soul but one distant friend, moved to Cedar Woolley, came to Marysville, Washington, and tried to start a home church in our home. And it was while we were trying to do our parents' church and support them that I got introduced um, to the Grove Church. So I grew up in that church. Uh, I was a custodian in that church. Um, I met Amanda in that church. I actually knew Amanda when I was uh, nine years old, ten years old, and she's a little bit older than me, praise God. And um, we, we, we dated way too young at 16, started dating, uh, dated for almost nine years. Three of it was long distance when we were at college and got married. And it's just been a crazy journey. But yeah, I was 23 years old, started June 1 of, of 2009 as youth pastors. As Nick said, wasn't even married yet. About three years later, the Marysville campus began to grow. We were adding services. God was doing great things. Salvations were happening. Baptisms were happening. And it was a conversation that Nick came to me and said, man, I need you to start doing this, and I need you to start doing that, and I need you to start doing this. And I was like, I need you to give me more money. You know, so that's kind of how that conversation went. But I moved into a, a community life role where I started like overseeing outreach and working uh, with Nick and Heather and the team and just trying to make life happen uh, with the church. And, and we hired a new youth pastor. So I did youth ministry for, for three years. Uh, from there, moved back into like an associate role, just kind of worked up the food chain, if you want to say, and was really in that role as an associate, just helping Nick and Heather, whatever they needed, uh, staying in that role, really up until April of 2018, always at the Marysville campus. We were not a multi-site church. We only had the one main campus with five services back then. Now there's four there and one here. And so it's kind of fun to replay this in, in my head. But it was in April of 2018, I was with Pastor Nick when he got the call from our network leader, uh, Pastor Don Ross. And basically, I remember just kind of him looking at me and we were, we were talking to some of our team. And I, I remember just... And when he got off the phone, Nick was saying, yeah, there's a, I guess there's a church in, in Redmond. Uh, the church is named Venture Church, and they're, they're needing some, some pastoral leadership. It looks like they're going to need uh, you know, some oversight. And, and Pastor Don wants to know if, if we'll adopt them into the Grove Church family. This is kind of how this conversation went in a coffee shop uh, one afternoon. And I, 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 didn't even, I don't know if I even told this, Nick, but I remember, I remember leaving that conversation and going home just giddy as can be. And I remember going into to our house to Manda. I'm like, Manda, there's a church in Redmond and they need a pastor. This is it. We're moving to Redmond. And I think I said last week, man, in our marriage, I'm all gas and she's all break, so it's a great balance, okay? And so, we're moving to Redmond, this is going to be awesome, this is it. And uh, she was just like, what, hold the phone, what is happening, what are you talking about? What church, what is this thing about? And all these crazy conversations that we, we begin to have. 
Well, in, the, in that period, April, May, we started meeting with Ventures Board. Some of them are here in this room. Started having meetings with some of their core people who were a part of this church plant. And I, I'll never forget when uh, Pastor Nick and I and, and Pastor Don, we walked into this first meeting. There was about 30 people in the room, just for fun. Who was in that room? Will you just raise your hand for me? Uh, there's a few of us here in the room. Okay, so we, I remember walking into this room, sweetest people ever, and... Um, I remember we were having this conversation and kind of getting to know the church, and they're trying to get to know us, and, and um, Pastor Nick said something, and, and then Pastor Don said something, and, and then it was my turn to say something, and I think Pastor Don thought, like, I, I had already said yes to this. I think Pastor Don thought, like, dude, I'm all in. Like, we're doing this, okay? After talking to my wife, I was like, we're not doing this. You know, this is not happening. And, uh, and so Pastor Don, like, yeah, and you know, the, the campus pastor, you know, Andrew here, he, you know, he'll probably be the guy that, that you, know, you know, leads the way. And, and I just was like, oh, God. And so I, I walked up there. <laughs> I walked up there, and this is what, I think I said something like this. If you guys remember, I said, um, you know, I don't know if I'll be doing this. And frankly, I'm pretty nervous and scared about this whole idea. Hey, but God will take care of you guys. All right, God's got this. See you later, you know. They were just like, who is this guy? It was just it was a fun moment. But I, I, when I think about that moment and that time of my life and time of my family's life, people have asked me in this past year, even recently, you know, how, how did you know for sure if, if you and your family should be saying yes to this? Like, how, did you, like, feel this clear sign or direction from God? Like, God opened up, you know, the heavens, and he was just like, do it, you know? This is, you're my son, you're my daughter, go, you know? Was there, like, all these signs and indications of, like, we truly heard from God that like, we should go do this? And if I'm being honest, none of that happened. We, we, didn't, we didn't feel any of that. We, we prayed, we, we sought God, and then we just said yes. We just said yes to what he had. And I, I do believe that sometimes, that, and most times in life, we have to step out in faith, not knowing all the details, but trusting that God does. In fact, I do believe that most of our faith and journey with Christ will be you and I, just like Peter did when he saw Jesus on the water, it'll be you and I stepping out onto the water, and the only thing we'll know is that Jesus is on the water with us. That's all we'll know. In fact, God calls most people who follow him to take risk and to stand and be courageous and to walk boldly when you don't ever know what's on the other side of that door. The only thing you know confidently if you're a Christ following here is that God is on the other side of that door. And that's what we did. We, we stepped out and we trusted God. It was from that moment we, we met in Redmond for the summer months, and it was on September 9th, 2018, that we relaunched, renamed, and relocated the church to this space, the Grove Church Snohomish. We became the first campus of the Grove, and since then, God has done some incredible things in this past year. And I want to just recap some of the things that he's done. I tried to go back in my brain and think about all the things God has done in this past year. The reason why I'm going back here and telling you all the things that God done, and then you're going to hear some stories, is that this is what the people of Israel did. God would do miracles and amazing things would happen in their lives. And before they got too, too far away from what God did, they would pause. They would stop. They would sometimes build altars of stone and they would worship Yahweh and they would remind themselves 
to remember all that the Lord did in their lives. In fact, one of my favorite books of the Old Testament is Deuteronomy. And if you read the last portion of Deuteronomy, you will hear Moses in his old age, about to die, just telling the people of God, remember, remember, remember what God has done. Do not forget, meditate, and remember what he's done. Because when we look back and we remember all that God did, it humbles us, does it not? It reminds us, okay, God, that wasn't me. That was all you, and I got to be a part of it. And so today we get to remember in the one year. Here's some bullet points for you. First of all, in this past year, man, he blessed us with this new location. It may not be a permanent location, but I am loving the vibe that we've created here at the pack. And through Kramer, who's up in the booth, who's, who's my man, always helping us out or working with this school district, it's been an incredible space for us to be his church. Can I hear an amen? Lydia, when we drive by this, this building, always yells out, Daddy, there's our church! And I love that. Uh, at the launch in September last year, we had 220 people attend. From there, we've averaged about 150 to 160 people in attendance with adults and kids each week. Currently, at the end of this month, September 29th, we're launching all new spaces for Grove Kids. Why? Because God loves children, and you keep having them, and we need more space for them. Can I hear an amen? But God's exploding and doing cool things in our Grove Kids, and we're launching new spaces for that. We did our first baptism. Another one's coming up in a couple weeks. We had a pool party at the Aquatic Center. Twelve people. Last baptism, got baptized in water. Amen to that. It's awesome. We got another one coming here in a few weeks. My nephew Dylan is getting to get baptized. We launched groups. They're launching again here shortly and people getting connected to life groups and building a relationship with one another. We launched Grove Moms. This is a group for moms with, with little ones and this group has been a huge win for the young moms in our church. And again, we're gearing up for that this fall. We had Grove Women events right here in Snohomish for gals to connect and build relationship with each other. We dedicated, I believe now it's 13 kids to Jesus Christ at our dedication services. We had over 30 ladies from this campus attend an incredible women's retreat that Heather and her team lead this past May. The things that are close to my heart, outreach and community life, I love sharing about these things. We served at iHeart this year, specifically in Snohomish again, at our block party right at the Boys and Girls Club who we partner with, we had 220 kids show up to that block party right here in Snohomish, the biggest block party of the week, which is awesome. It was an awesome opportunity. We also blessed this house here in Snohomish. Ironically, it's also called Lydia's house, and we blessed them with new mattresses and new bedding, and Don and his crew did incredible at just blessing the gals that live in that transitional housing unit, praying over them, connecting with them. Awesome to clean up their property and bless them. We've created partnerships with the Boys and Girls Club who now host events for us completely free. We cleaned up garbage after the parade here in Snohomish. We sponsor families through outreaches in Christmas time through the Boys and Girls Club and Snohomish ECAP. We collected food and donated it to the food bank. This past year we did that. We're going to do it again this year. We had a Grove Men here at Outback just a few months back. Had a great time connecting with about 15 dudes. Plus we ate steak. Plus it's two days away from now again. All these cool things that God's doing. 
took students to winter camp, Jesus moving in their lives. In Matthew 16, 18, it says, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, it says, Jesus says, come on, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I think the thing that motivates me and gets me so much excited is trying to imagine and think about who will be the next person that says yes to Jesus. Who will be the next family member or coworker or neighbor or friend that will say yes to Jesus and find his purpose and direction in their life? And so can you just do me one big hand? Can we give God praise for all that he's done in this past year? Yeah. Well, I think the coolest part we're going to do is hearing some from some friends here today. And so I'm going to invite uh, Mike and Carolyn and Kylie and Grace to come on up. And you're going to hear a little bit from them, just what God has done in their life and how it shaped them being a part of our church and I think they're going to really be able to kind of put a cap on just all that God's done. So why don't you guys make your way up here? And we got these fun microphones. I've coached them on what to do with the mics. We can all hear them. But uh, can you give them a hand as they come up? This is a pretty bold move for them to share. All right. Well, welcome, everybody. Okay. Who's going first? All right, tell us your name, tell us a little bit about how you heard about the church, what God has done in your life by being here, and uh, just a little bit of your story. Okay, well thank you, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, my name is Carolyn Coombs, and I've lived in this community my whole life. And uh, my boys and I were looking for a local church. We like to attend local church, it's nice to be able to see people in the community that you go to church with. Um, but we were looking for a, a Bible-based church that allows the ability to really dive into Scripture deeply and also to be led by somebody who is passionately in love with Jesus and wants to serve the community. And so clearly, as you have heard this morning, uh, that is Andrew and his family. And so it's been really nice. I've had a chance to um, participate in the setup in the morning and, and really get to know some of the people here. and really can see the behind the, the scenes part of it, but also just um, the people that attend the church love Jesus, love the community, love their families, and really want to serve. So that is a great thing to be a part of. So thank you. Yeah. Can I ask you a couple questions? Now, I know that your sons, are they in the room? Tim and Eli, you guys here? Awesome. They're back there. They didn't want to join you on stage today, so we'll yell at them later. But um, tell us a little bit about their experience being a part of the church, because I know that they Maybe I shared a few things with you, and I'd love to hear that. Yeah, well, that's really what I what I was um, I kind of wrapped in. I asked the boys, you know, what are the things that they've really enjoyed, and and for us to be able to really be uh, fed spiritually, led by somebody who holds men and women and kids accountable for their walk with Jesus and walks that out on a daily basis here in the community, here in the church. And so that's what I want for my boys, and that's what the boys have been raised with uh, on my end to just expect. So that's what we've really appreciated that. I love it. Awesome. Give her a hand. Great job. I love it. I want to give a shout out to these guys. These guys just opened up an espresso stand here in Monroe. And uh, what's it called again? 
Reach Coffee. So check it out sometime if you're in the Monroe area. Yeah, I love it, man. That's awesome. Not open on Sundays, but throughout the week. I'm praying, praying for you guys. All right. Mike, my friend, good to see you. And uh, so happy that you joined us today. Tell us a little about your journey and what God has done in your life through the church. Just to start uh, a year ago, I guess, when you guys were starting the church, I was saying goodbye to everybody. Um, I had cancer, and, and I wasn't expected to live. But uh, I, it was kind of a miracle because I was able to get into a trial that started in December, and uh, it took it away. So. couldn't be in public until April, but uh, my wife came, and our neighbors, the Garkas, uh, they invited us, and they invited my daughter to come here and told us about the church, and so my wife came first, and uh, I think she filled out a card, or maybe talked to Andrew, and uh, that was great, but uh, uh, Andrew actually called me, you know, he didn't know me from Adam, and uh, but just knew my wife had come, and uh, he called a couple times and then actually came to our house and visited me. And uh, that meant a lot. And, uh, and then another guy, uh, Jim, uh, he, he came to our house and visited me. And, uh, you know, when I couldn't go and uh, kind of put feet to, you know, saying you care about somebody, but actually showing up and praying with you and, just sitting with you, and, and uh, that that really meant a lot to both of us. And uh, so since then, you know, I was cleared to come to church, and my wife and I have really enjoyed the fellowship. We enjoy the pastor, and we really appreciate that you not only teach, but, you know, you take the time to, to love the people and be with people, too. You know, some people are teachers, some are pastors, but not really good teachers, and, you know, we're blessed to have somebody that does both, so uh, we're so thankful that we can be here and hope to be more plugged in in the future. So cool to hear your story about God's miraculous power through that trial, and uh, just seeing you sitting here and talking to you is is a miracle in and of itself. And I'm just thankful to God that you and Cheryl and your amazing family are part of our church. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. Grace. All right. All right, Grace. Tell us a little bit about what God's done in your life and uh, just your experience. There's a lot of people out there. You're right. It's okay. Just imagine there's nobody out there. <laughs> okay. So uh, God has actually done a lot in my life. I was never a church person. I mean, I've had to go to the Grow Church in Marysville for 10 years, just because church has always been a big part of our family. But when I got older and in the middle school, I kind of lost my faith completely um, and was pretty stranded. So I found some pretty bad friends and was in a really dark spot and did some things that not only affected me, but affected the people around me and just broke off a lot of relationships throughout my family, and it was really hard to gain them back. But during that dark point, I just didn't believe in God at all, because I was like, 
if God really loves me and he's out there, why would he let me go through what I'm going through? Um, and so he finally basically told me when Andrew was doing the sermons about show me your friends and I'll show you your future, I kind of realized that, like, wow, God is telling me, you know, I need to get rid of, like, the bad friends in my life. And so that was really hard doing that. Um, but I got through it eventually, and I found some new friends. And they really helped me through everything. And I don't know, now I just love going to church. And, you know, I love God, and I actually feel like I can say that I'm a Christian person now, you know. Before, I just felt like, oh, I just go to church. It doesn't mean I'm Christian, you know, but I actually believe now. And so my life is a lot better now. Awesome. I love it. Give it up for Grace. I love it. Yeah. 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 Church. Grace comes every Sunday with her dad and is a part of our setup. It does an amazing job and serves faithfully, has a great heart. Love it, God's doing awesome things in your life. Kylie. Hello. Hello. I found this church from uh, my friend Kiara, who they just moved across the country. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, we were having a mom's night canning green beans one night, <laughs> and she was talking about how they had just finished iHeart, and they were going to church in Redmond, and I was like, what? Why are you traveling so far to go to this church? And she's like, oh my gosh, the pastor is just so nice, and I love so his wife. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, of course. And so, I had never gone to church willingly um, in all of my life up until that point, and I had never felt like I needed to go to church. Um, but then I heard from her that that was what she was doing. So, Something in me kind of stuck with me, and I was like, oh, maybe I should do this. And she's like, well, they're actually coming to Snowmish. And I'm like, well, that's way easier. <laughs> um, and so what she invited me to the launch, and I came, and it was really good, and I liked it a lot. You, there was a lot more people than she had told me <laughs> that would be there. <laughs> it was a little overwhelming. Um, but we came and we really liked it and I just kind of felt like, okay, we'll kind of just give this a try. Um, and I then five days later had my first miscarriage and, um, it was really hard because I was lost and I didn't really believe in God yet. Um, I was just kind of floating around and, um. Kiara had messaged me and she's like, if you want to go on Sunday, you should pray about it and think how you do, what you want to do. Um, and so I didn't really pray because I didn't really know how to, <laughs> but I just listened. And I listened and I, I believe the Holy Spirit said that you should go. And so I came and it was really painful to come, I'm not even going to lie. But at the end of service, this guy and his wife. <laughs> they prayed over me, and I have never felt God up until that point. And he was with me. Um, and so from then on, I have been coming. I actually experienced another miscarriage two months later with twins, and it was awful. Um, but I kept coming, and um, 
One of the greatest things and gifts that I have ever received is Amanda called me one night. And she just prayed with me for like 15 minutes. And it was beautiful and wonderful. And it really, really stuck with me for my faith and learning. And uh, I'm not the best Bible reader or what? <laughs> or learning about things. I love uh, the sermons and I take all my notes, but uh, honestly, I don't go back to them because I have four kids. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, but I love worship and I love worship here and I listen to worship in the car. Andrew, that was one of his suggestions for new, new Christians was um, listening to worship music and it really, that's how it speaks to me and that has been one of my greatest things. And now I get to be here a year later and I get to have my baby. I was blessed. God blessed me with three pregnancies in three months <laughs> and he provided. And um, without this church and without showing up, I would not be as strong and confident as I am today, and I just, I thank you guys, so thank you. <laughs> Can we give it up for Kylie? Thank you, Kylie. Thank you guys for sharing. You're welcome to, to find your seat. As we kind of put a bow on today, and going to do a couple transitions here, I think it's so incredible to see God moving in our church, and if I can really try to sum up all that's happen is when we think about a series like we're on today, it's a series that says, you know, stop going to church. We've talked about how we need to stop going to church and we need to be the church. And I think you can hear from these stories, and there's many more stories in the room, um, that we are, we're called to be his church. Uh, that the, the church is not a, a building. The, the church is not even a day. The, the church is not even a set of beliefs. The, the church is the people of God a living, breathing people of God that truly cares and, and supports and loves one another. And I, and I really believe you heard that today, which I think is just absolutely incredible. As we transition here, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to pray for the giving and, and collect the tithes and the offerings. But then we're going to have all the kids come back into service, and they're going to actually find you as their parent or grandparent. It's going to be a little mayhem. So we're going to do the giving, and then right when the giving's done, we're going to invite all the kids in, and we're just going to worship God as we end service today um, as a family, as one big family, um, because we know that God's called us and our households to serve the Lord. So let's pray for the giving today, and uh, thank you for your generosity. Obviously, what you do continues the movement of God here at the Grove, both in Marysville and Snohomish. And so let's pray for the giving, and then all these munchkins are going to be uh, coming on in. It's going to be a little mayhem, but we're going to have a lot of fun, and then we'll all worship God together. Thank you for listening to the Grove Church Snohomish Sermon Podcast. If you want to keep up with us, like us on Facebook, Instagram, or visit our website at grove.church.